0: Welcome to the Nutracast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. thank you for joining me here on the Nutracast where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Colostrum is often thought of as a newborn's first meal, but it isn't just for babies. The global bovine colostrum markets value stood at 2.6 billion dollars in 2019. That's according to Transparency Market Research. And with immune support front and center these days, well, the market is only expected to go up. That report also projects a market will reach $4.3 billion by 2027. Joining us now is George Dagnitti, EVP of Research and Development at Pantherix, which specializes in colostrum research and harvesting. George, welcome to the NutriCast.
1: Thank you, Danielle, and thanks for the opportunity to chat today.
0: So, as I mentioned in my intro, colostrum is a supplement for all ages. I'm seeing it in a broad range of applications. Has this always been the case?
1: Well, you know, certainly colostrum has been recognized for quite some time, and obviously, uh, all mammals produce colostrum. So, you know, the benefits in in early life and in virtually all mammal species have been recognized, and colostrum plays a, a critically important role. But you're correct. I mean, the the aspects and benefits that are seen uh, early in life are also equally important uh, throughout life. So it plays a role in in various life stages and for various areas of health benefit.
0: Mm-hmm. And speaking of those benefits, I mean, I've heard everything from immunity to gut health to sports nutrition. Did I miss anything? What What's your research showing you?
1: Yes. Well, you know, certainly those are key areas. And as we look at uh, Other areas, there are emerging aspects of both science and commercial interests. So, you know, furthering early life nutrition products, you know, whether it's things like infant formula, growing up milks, areas that relate to cognition, bone health, skin health. uh, And, you know, we have pursued the food and beverage segment uh, with recent uh, self-informed grass. So that opens up new opportunities for food and beverage products that would contain bovine colostrum.
0: What would you say is the biggest category? Do you think it is the food and beverage?
1: It's emerging. As we sit today, clearly immune, digestive are uh, very, very important, very significant segments for the benefits that colostrum brings. As we look at these other emerging opportunities, again, early life nutrition and the, and the value and benefit that colostrum brings to that segment of the population will be, I think, an explosive area of growth for the future. And then furthering that into the food and beverage category, so as we look at things like nutritional bars or yogurts or other products that you might typically look to find a health benefit, colostrum will be front and center in those applications as well.
0: Okay, so we can expect to see it front and center as a functional ingredient,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, this uh, will broaden the opportunity into a number of food and beverage categories that the, the grass approval was uh, granted late last year. So again, it, uh, it is on the cusp, I think, of you know, great expansion as we think about its utility and then its application.
0: You mentioned immunity, and I know that that's a big deal right now. Have you seen a jump in, in people looking at colostrum as immunity support?
1: Yes, we have. So I mean, as you might imagine, not only in the midst of pandemics, influenza, things like that, but as you think about general health, wellness and maintaining, you know, that good health will continue, I believe, for, for some period of time. So there's certainly been an increase in consumer awareness around immunity, and I think it's it's going to be long lasting as well as we think about how do we maintain our immune system, our gut or digestive system, which is gut a degree of connection uh, with immune with gut together. So uh, very important and again, heightened awareness with obviously all that's going on and all that's now uh, being brought to the front and center with consumers and, and through various channels.
0: Has the pandemic impacted your supply chain or the market overall, do you think?
1: Well, um, I, from the pandemic standpoint and, and colostrum collection, we, we've been very fortunate. And looking at supply chain, and uh, we have a very significant uh, procurement infrastructure and capability, uh, which continues to serve both our current anticipated future needs. So again, we've seen an increase, we've seen growth uh, as a result of people maintaining their good health and wellness through this and also, as we look ahead, obviously looking at new and emerging applications, we're poised for the supply there as well. I mean, we, we have an extensive network of farms and dairies throughout and dedicated dairy partners who continue to work hard through this pandemic. So we've not seen an issue from a supply standpoint.
0: And how does the supply look in general? I mean, a dairy cow can only produce colostrum once a year, right, with the birth of their calf. So, you know, how do you acquire enough supply?
1: Yeah, it comes through this uh, extensive network of uh, dairy farmers, and there is uh, quite a significant uh, population uh, just here in the United States, as an example. So, you know, roughly 10 million cows, and they're continuously, you know, looking at the the birth process and the production of colostrum. So there's a a very vast and continuous supply of colostrum that uh, is available to us uh, to process. So uh, we're fortunate in that sense, and certainly you know, the U.S. isn't the only place that uh, colostrum can be procured, but you know, it is a very large market opportunity for colostrum to be uh, aggregated or procured and, and supplied into our needs and uh, those of our customers.
0: The survival of the dairy industry will ultimately determine the availability of colostrum for humans. Does the growing popularity of plant-based beverages concern you at all?
1: No, I think that, uh, you know, clearly there's extraordinary benefits for colostrum separate and apart from other dairy products. So it is a robust area. You know, we certainly recognize the value uh, that the dairy farmers uh, provide in providing this essential component or or product that, you know, has such vast benefits. So, you know, while I see these other products growing in popularity, I do believe that, you know, colostrum specifically will maintain a, a bright future in supply.
0: How does cost factor into this? Is it a costly ingredient given, you know, the complexities of it all?
1: Well, there, there are, you know, multiple products that are produced. So there are, you know, different product specifications around the production of colostrum. in. Serving various needs, so from things like chewable tablets to capsules to uh, sachets and so on. As we think about, you know, the utility and we think about the cost, it's it's pennies per day uh, is really the way to look at it. So, it's affordable given the benefits that we're seeing in terms of, uh, you know, these vast areas of application, uh, some of which you touched on earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you kind of have to to weigh it all together to kind of take a wider look.
1: Yes, yes. And I think, again, it's, it's an affordable ingredient. And uh, I think it plays a very pivotal role as we think about not only you know, what's being seen in, in the news today, but if you look historically at the, at the extensive body of scientific evidence, it's pretty compelling as far as you know, what colostrum brings to the table. And uh, I think that'll continue to increase as we you know, continue to research colostrum and its, uh, its benefits.
0: What has your research pointed out? Any surprises, anything that you've come across that you weren't expecting?
1: Uh, You know, there's certainly novelty to what we're seeing, uh, reinforcing what we've seen. We have a, a large play, as I think about, you know, bovine colostrum. I think about, you know, quality. I think about consistency. Reproducibility, uh, standardization, which really are very, very important factors in delivering a product that has a, a reproducible benefit out there. So these are some of the factors, you know, that we've studied, that I believe set us apart in terms of looking at the prospects of this product again delivering a a sustained benefit that you know can be repeated time and time again so the, there's been a lot of investment and a lot of focus in that area and again historically there's been i think as you mentioned up front you know a lot of study historically and use in back in history for colostrum and, and the benefits that it was uh, built upon or around for many populations not us alone but certainly as we think about the global utility for colostrum uh, its history dates back uh, perhaps thousands of years. So it's, uh, it plays an important role. And I think the key is in you know taking and advancing the product and the technology to provide the bridge between just pure bulk colostrum that's provided and pure research and really building that bridge to both sides of that uh, equation as far as providing, again, these consistent and reproducible results based on these other factors that we're now able to, to measure and, and quantitate.
0: We talked a little bit about what's driving the market. What would you say is the biggest thing or things holding it back?
1: Well, I, I think it, you know, it is consumer awareness. So, you know, certainly if we look at moms, they're familiar with colostrum, they're familiar with the benefits. The broader population base isn't necessarily aware of colostrum as an ingredient, nor its benefits. And I think, you know, building that awareness is something that we're actively and aggressively doing, both through the introduction of new products and the introduction of new science, as well, reaching out to others that that understand benefit as well. You know, those that are proactive wellness seekers now looking for solutions again in in the midst of all that's going on. So, you know, I think we're taking a prominent role in in positioning and driving awareness and um, again, building and driving, not only articulating the existing science that exists, but developing additional scientific evidence around the product and again, its benefits. And that can be broadened to other Audiences out there, whether it's key opinion leaders or uh, other partners or the consumer that will well recognize what, what colostrum can do and, and it's supported science and the benefit it brings to them as, uh, as a consumer.
0: Not a lot of people really talk about colostrum in sports nutrition. How would it benefit an athlete?
1: Yeah, there are a number of areas that um, that would be beneficial to athletes as we think about recovery. You know, uh, from sporting events, uh, elite athletes training hard often have digestive issues. There's certainly a strong link between immunity and digestion, and again, these are two very significant pillars with significant science behind them, specific to colostrum, in that it provides benefits on on both fronts. You know, as we think about uh, you know, soft tissue and maintaining that, things like uh, muscle mass, um, muscle recovery, training and supporting improved peak anaerobic performance, uh, things like that, and second bout exercise performance and and improvements. And again, not to overstate, but that connection with maintaining a healthy immune system, quite often athletes are, uh, as they train hard, susceptible to immune challenges. So again, this would be supportive on two fronts for the athlete.
0: There is quite a connection between gut health and immunity and I think there's a number of studies that would support that.
1: Absolutely. And you know, not to get into all of the details specific to the connection, but I think that there's been a general statistic that's thrown out that, you know, seventy or eighty percent of the immune system resides in the gut. And there is truth to that in the sense that, you know, our immune system has receptors that are located in the gut. So there's a constant signaling back and forth between immune system and the gut and keeping it in balance you know, with respect to what it views as uh, uh, positive and negative influences, and it responds accordingly to that. So again, as we think about colostrum, it helps to support that balance between the two and ensuring that we have normal GI function, normal immune function, and, you know, the benefits that can be brought as maintaining this healthy balance for homeostasis between the two. So they, they coexist very well and keep us healthy as we go through all of these other challenges we may face and those challenges could take form of outside types of interactions it could be diet it could be stress it could be antibiotics the whole area of uh, the microbiome certainly plays a role in immunity so there's a, a definite and deep connection there
0: the gut microbiome has definitely been in the spotlight in recent years a lot of talk about gut health and i think that's really helped boost probiotics prebiotics symbiotics Is that something that could go hand in hand with colostrum? Or do you see probiotics as more of a competitor to colostrum?
1: Well, they they can work hand in hand. Now, as we think about colostrum, they work, colostrum works differently than say a probiotic. Now, one other benefit that we see with colostrum is it contains prebiotics. So this would be the kind of the feedstock for probiotics. So you know, they can work very effectively together. And there's certainly evidence, scientific data that demonstrates the connection and, and the feeding of you know, gut microflora in the species that provide, you know, a, an overall beneficial uh, environment for the body. So again, they operate somewhat differently, but they can operate together as well, uh, given, again, how things take shape with probiotics and their production of other components that are very positive from a gut standpoint. And again, looking at how that can be further enhanced with all of the different benefits, whether it's immunity operating slightly differently from a gut standpoint or providing, in essence, you know the, uh, the feedstock or those oligosaccharides that are critically important to uh, nourishing the gut.
0: That's interesting. I don't think a lot of people think of colostrum as a prebiotic. So it might be something that you would take along with a probiotic
1: I agree with you that, you know, it's it's not known, although it is quite rich in many different uh, oligosaccharide uh, types that, again, all serve to to provide a different functional benefit in the gut. So these, again, nourish different species. And those species, you know, that uptake or utilize or let's say feed on oligosaccharides then produce secondary metabolites. Those secondary metabolites are all very beneficial, again, to the normal operation or function of the gut. So it is a delicate ecosystem, if you will, that must be balanced. And again, all these other influences uh, that I mentioned earlier can be a real threat or negative to keeping that balance.
0: Right. There's so many factors that play into this. So you've done so much research. You obviously know what you're talking about. What are you working on right now? Anything that you can discuss at this point?
1: Well, as I say, I think in general terms, you know, we're looking at bringing colostrum to to these new and emerging segments, new science. We're also looking at food and beverage category and then also looking at, you know, novel delivery of products or colostrum into these types of products. Uh, And then further, you know, as we think about the vast supply that we have, our process capabilities and technologies, we're able to do an awful lot in terms of new products and new product development. So these are all things that will continue to, you know, come down in terms of new products, new launches, and basically an expansion to the Colostrum business uh, I think unlike we've ever seen. I think, again, the pairing of the commercial capability with the scientific uh, evidence and rigor opens up opportunities that I think in the past were you were either a researcher or you know, you were a producer, but bringing the two together really is very, very powerful and impactful and uh, I think demonstrates well the benefits of how helpful colostrum can be for overall health and wellness in these areas that we've chatted about.
0: It is a fascinating ingredient, and I am looking forward to following your research and seeing where it takes you. George Stagnity of Pantherix, thank you so much for coming on the NutraCast.
1: Yeah, well, Danielle, thanks so much for your time and the opportunity to speak about bovine colostrum today. Really appreciate it.
0: If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutraCast on iTunes. And for even more Nutra related content, you can always head to NutraIngredients USA.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Danielle Matherson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutraCast next week.